This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Get started today. All right, DJs. Welcome to a very special episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast. It is Saturday night. Uh, this is a special episode because we have a new golf course that we're going to be going to next week. I am Steve Shermer. Uh, riding solo again. Uh, Boston Capper is still recovering, uh, but have some good news. He might be back to the show a little sooner than you might think. So he's doing pretty well right now. I've been in contact with him. We've been back to our usual jokes about, uh, you know, uh, everything we talk about during a tournament. So we'll see if he comes back pretty soon, but just me tonight. So the reason why I'm doing this is, um, you know, this is the week before a major coming up. And it's a pretty weak field. And what I tend to notice in the industry is that people just kind of punt on the week. Uh, I'm guilty doing it, uh, especially weeks like, you know, the ATT Byron Nelson. We've seen TBC Craig Rancher for not a really interesting golf course. Kind of really know what to expect with it. I have an eye on next week's major anyways, because for content purposes, that's way more important. But this week, though, you know, it's a new golf course. No one's seen it. Um, there are some people in the industry that are members at this place where you can get some intel like that. But I feel like I would be doing a disservice to you guys if I mailed it in. And maybe this is an opportunity to break down this golf course in great detail to give you guys exactly what it looks like and what some of the things you might be able to expect from this place uh, through this video. So if you're listening on podcasts right now, thank you, by the way. Thank you for the download. But uh, this is really going to benefit you more if you watch on YouTube. So please go to our YouTube page uh, after you click download and rate and uh, rate our show, uh, hopefully with five stars. Go to our YouTube page and actually watch this video because I'm going to do exactly what I did for the Oak Hill video, which actually worked out pretty well, I think, for everybody who listened to it. Uh, I'm going to use Google Earth, and I'm going to show you this golf course. I've charted it out. I have found which holes of this composite course they're actually going to use at Oakdale for this tournament. I go over what type of tee shots these guys are going to hit, where I think the approximate shots are going to come from. Unfortunately, with the greens, I haven't really seen the greens. I can look online for this stuff, but um, you know, I'm not going to be that useful in that department. But really, when you're looking for a new golf course, really what you want to figure out is, okay, is this going to favor guys who have to hit driver a whole lot or maybe a lesson driver golf course? Are there a lot of water hazards? There's a lot of things you really got to worry about off the tee. And most specifically, though, where are they hitting their proximity shots from? That's going to be the biggest key this week. Um, and based on my findings, it's going to be concentrated in one particular range this week. So hopefully I can help you out with that. And after we do this quick ad break, we'll start breaking down the field, this golf course, and hopefully give me some gambling leans on who you should be betting on this week. All right, so before we get into it, we are brought to you by Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. It's the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. And Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. You know, imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. You can double down on your favorite bet you like, or even use to create an awesome middle or even, uh, even hedge. Now, an Edge Boost isn't just some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? So support SGPN 
and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge. Just sign up at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older to use. If you're a problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So RBC Canadian Open Week. Uh, let's talk about who's in this field. And it's very similar to last year's field where, uh, you know, it was opposite of a live event. I don't believe that's the case this week. I don't think there's a live event, but regardless though, coming off an elevated event with a memorial guys are taking a week off, especially with the you know trip over the West coast. It's not easy really to get from Toronto. Well, I guess it's easy for these guys is having a private plane, but, uh, for anybody who doesn't fly, fly private, you know, it's a quite, it's a little bit of a long trip. So unless you're an RBC guy or you're Canadian or you're a two-time defending champion, you're not here this week. But highlighting the field is Roy McIlroy, currently at minus six at the Memorial. Uh, I'm going to be really upset if he wins uh, tomorrow because that would be the second straight week that in my new video series where I pretend that I hadn't made a single bet and I clear the betting card, uh, I mentioned the winner as a guy I would add on Wednesday night. Uh, Rory was one of those guys. He fell to 16 to one. Um, I thought that him being behind the odds of guys like Xander and Cantley was kind of foolish. So and maybe Cantley will end up winning tomorrow. Uh, regardless, Rory's in the mix. Now he's choked a lot on Sundays. We'll see what happens. Uh, but for now, uh, he is going to go to the RBC Canadian Open uh, next week at Oakdale Golf and Country Club, a place that is set up very similarly to uh, St. George's. So... He has a pretty good chance of going three for three at this place. Uh, also in the field, you have Matthew Fitzpatrick, RBC guy, Sam Burns, who finished second last year uh, to Rory Mac. I think he was second. He was second, maybe third or so. But he had a great finish. So um, Sam Burns is in this field. Cam Young's also in this field slumping. Uh, I don't think he made the cut at the Memorial. Actually, no, he did not make the cut of the Memorial. But there's some things about this golf course that you'll see that might really give Cam Young a huge edge this week. So we'll talk about a couple of those things. Maybe this might be, if you can get that putter going, maybe this is his first win. So we'll see about that. We got Terrell Hatton, who, you know, I had high hopes for the Memorial. He's, he's lingering. He's five back heading into uh, tomorrow, but it's five back with 41 other guys. So we'll see what happens. Tiny Fleetwood makes his return uh, back to the golf course. Shane Lowry, also your seat Tagala, Justin Rose, Corey Connors. So a lot of big names at the top of the field. But unfortunately, though, this is a really shallow field. Once you get past the likes of probably, I would say, uh, Keith Mitchell, it really goes downhill. You're looking at, you know, your Harry Halls, your Aaron Rise, Lee Hodges, all your ba- a lot of your Corn Ferry guys, a lot of mid to lower PGA Tour guys. It's just it's a very very shallow field. So uh, I would expect the odds to be pretty crappy up at the top because there just isn't a whole lot of competition for anybody past the first 10 guys. So we'll see what happens. All right. So that's the field. Why don't we talk about this golf course? And actually right now I am going to share my screen. Here we go. This is Oakdale golf and country club. This is Northwest of Toronto. Uh, It's a little farther North than St. George's is, but it's still in pretty close uh, vicinity to downtown. Uh, this was built in 1926 by Stanley Thompson, who also designed St. George's golf and country club last year. That was the site of the 2022, uh, Canadian open. Uh, so he built the first 18 holes in this property. Uh, and then in 1957 guy named Robbie Robinson, I've never really heard of him. Uh, he did the other nine. So this golf course 
is actually 27 holes. It's three nine-hole uh, tracks that you can basically just play however you want for it to make a full 18. Um, so this is a composite course. I don't know exactly how many or which holes from each one uh, they use for this thing, but it doesn't really matter. I found the routing. I've charted it out. That's all that matters for this tournament. That's all you're going to care about for this tournament. Uh, so agronomy-wise, uh, the bank, the fairways are and tees are bent grass. The rough is ryegrass and poa combination. Now, unfortunately, the GCSAA did not reveal how long the rough is. My suspicion, based on how this golf course is set up, and I'm just going to say it, what little defenses I feel like it has, uh, I think this rough is going to be pretty thick. Unfortunately, though, we kind of see at the Memorial this week, where, yeah, in some spots it's really thick. It has been super dry up here. It has not rained. Toronto is only right across the lake from Rochester, so they're getting the same climate as we did. They might have got a little bit of rain last night, but um, overall, though, it's probably going to be really inconsistent and thin in spots. You know, we're getting to a point in the year where growing grass tends to stop if there's no rain. So we'll see how high they can get the rough. Uh, the greens, though, they're a bent poa mix. Uh, last year, it was bent grass. That's really the main difference between last year and this year's place is uh, uh, the green complexes where it's bent poa this year. Uh, by the way, if you hear that noise, by the way, that is my daughter on the uh, the monitor. I have her all to myself. I sent my very pregnant wife out to a nice night out uh, just to get away and one more night before we pop out our kid. So unfortunately, if you hear some uh, uh, you know noises in the background there, that's her. I'm sorry. So uh, anyway, so these greens, they're a bent poa mix. Uh, again, no intel on the rough. I would imagine they're going to try to grow pretty thick because otherwise there's really not a whole lot of def defenses, I feel like, at this place. So let's talk about the setup, though. <clears throat> this is a par 72, uh, 7,264 yards on the scorecard. But here's the thing, though. There are only three par threes on the golf course. So let's think about it this way. Already, a par 72, 7,200 yards is pretty short. If you take one of the extra par fours, and chop off about 200 yards off of it, you're essentially looking at a par 71 and about 7,000 yards. This is really short, a very short golf course for the you know, PG Tour standards. Now, there are ways, you know, it's not all short golf courses can just be overrun. There's a lot of ways you can make them tougher, make forced layups, put a lot of hazards, uh, Strategically placed fairway bunkers, strategically placed dog legs, rough, narrowing, bottlenecking of fairways, all that stuff. Um, what I can tell you about this place is there's not really much of any of that here. As you kind of can see, just looking at this picture right here, a lot of really linear holes right out in front of you. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a smaller version of Firestone, pretty tight tree line. And you know, it can be a little narrow in some places, but there's really, and I'm going to show you with every hole, there's very little to dissuade a guy from not pulling driver at this place and try to hit it as far as they can and get as close to the green as they can. And based on where some of the tee boxes are and how firm I think some of these fairways are going to be, I mean, you could really get it out there with a good drive that stays in the fairway. You could get out there pretty far and really, really make this golf course very short. So there are some things I really like about the golf course, though. I, I think it's very friendly for member play. Uh, when I first charted it out, um, you know, th there are a couple spots 
that and I'll show you in this. This I fortunately I have a 3D rendering of this golf course, and I can show you how it just laid out in general. For this tournament, there are a couple spots where they did narrow in the fairway a little more than what it usually plays. But overall, though, I think there's actually a lot of space to work with, with for uh, members. There's you know fairly wide fairways, not a whole lot of fairway bunkers either. There's not a whole over reliance on a lot of that. That it kind of uses just the land itself to create a little more of a challenge and more interest uh, in your round. And that's I think the what I like the most about this place is the topography. So this land is basically a bowl where this middle section right here that I'm circling on your screen, that's pretty much a low lying area with, you know, uphill edges up here. Um, this is elevated right here. This is all elevated too. And I feel like this golf course does a really good job putting tee boxes in high spot in high spots. And you're hitting down to a low valley. And that is kind of cool. Like I had uh, my co-host and my producer up here at my club. We have a lot of elevated tee boxes too. And they were kind of just in awe of that. And I didn't really appreciate, I guess, how much, how special that might be. Because where they're from, there just isn't any elevated tee boxes. So a lot of really cool tee boxes, some cool shots you hit off it. Obviously, with an elevated tee box, you get a little more carry off the tee too. That helps you if you're an amateur um, not a whole lot of reliance on fairway bunkers, not a lot of water. Actually, there's, there's, so there's one Creek right here that meanders through the course, but it's not really in play for anybody, unless you're kind of a doofus, um, really good undulation to the land, but also too, this golf course also does a pretty good job where you have a combination of an elevated tee box, a low lying fairway, and then elevated green. So you're going up, you're basically going down and then up again a lot of those types of holes. So it kind of keeps you on your toes. It makes it kind of interesting. Um, what I don't like about this place though, is I just think the PJ tour is going to wreck this place. Um, as I'll show you uh, when I go hole through hole where I think these guys are going to hit it. I just don't see a ton of defenses for this place. I see a lot of short approach shots. I see a lot of times guys can just pull driver without much consequence and make this course really short. So uh, while I take another quick break, I'm going to remove that and I will start breaking down each hole uh, and hopefully give you some banging strategies to it. So, all right. So we are brought to you by the NBA finals and Stanley cup final contest. We got two more free contests, uh, on SGPN for both the Stanley cup and the NBA finals. And it's exclusively on the SGPN app. Uh, basically you want to bet your series props and game props. It's a contest for that. And the winner of that contest is a hundred dollar SGPN gift card, um, for each of the contests. So download the SGPN app, go sign up and go win yourself a gift card. All right, let's uh, get this back here on my screen. And let's actually go through each hole. So let's zoom in to hole number one right here. So, all right, so let's look out of the fairway here. Okay, so one thing I didn't do for the Oak Hill uh, video, I didn't show an elevation profile. This is actually going to be helpful if I show this. So let's get that up right here. Okay, and let's keep our focus. Okay, so here's a tee box here. It's 490 feet in the air and you're hitting down to a fairway. And you can see with this chart right here, it's you're hitting to a fairway. That's about four, about 50 feet below 
your tee box. So automatically right from the job, by the way, this is a par for 379 yards, very short par three in general. Um, so you're, you're getting a, about 50 feet of elevation drop. So general rule of thumb is every three feet of elevation drop is about a yard extra carry. So you're getting about 17 extra yards with your tee box here or with your, uh, with your drive here. So, you know, and the fairway runs out. We'll screw, we'll zoom in a little over here. Uh, the fairway runs out about 330 here, but really wide quarters here, 47 yards wide at about the middle part of this fairway here. 33 yards, it bottlenecks a little bit here, but 33 yards wide if you get low past back, you know, low past that. There's a bunker here that's 237 off the tee, not in play for any, the, for any of the PGA Tour pros. There's another bunker here. It's 278, possibly in play if you're hitting three wood, which I expect most of these guys are going to have to do. I mean, when you're hitting a from a tee box that's 50 feet in the air to a low-lying fairway that can be firm, you know, there's, with a driver for a lot of these guys, like Cam Young and Rory, you're probably driving it right through the fairway. And if the rough is pretty thick, then you don't really want to be there. Um, I would expect probably a lot of lesson drivers to get about in this landing zone right here, which is about, you know, 300 or so. I think with a three wood, you can comfortably get it out there. And then that's going to set up an approach shot to the green that is about, you know, so you can see the chart right here going up to about 462 in elevation. So it's about 22 feet above the fairway. So you get basically you have to account for eight more yards in your, uh, approach shot. To a green here that is 5,100 square feet in area, guarded by a bunker here and some rough. Now, unfortunately, I don't know these greens by heart. I don't know if there's any collection areas or knobs or hollows or whatever that stuff. But um, overall, though, so what do I think the proximity uh, is going to be? I think it's less than 100 yards. Basically, you're going to get in this zone about right here uh, before the fairway runs out. And then you're going to have a less than 100-yard shot up the hill here. You'll have to account for the elevation distance to... You know, an average size green for PGA Tour standards, and you'll try and get your birdie. All right, let's go to the next hole. Let's get rid of this. All right, so we'll swing around, and we're going back uphill. It's still going to be a pretty short par four. Here we go. All right, so it, this is the second hole, par four, 384, but we're going uphill here. Let me get the elevation profile for you here. Okay, so you're teeing off here, and it's a gradual incline up the fairway here. And then, you know, so it's about probably, probably your landing zone is about 22 feet above you from the tee box. So basically you're going to lose about seven yards off your, off your carry distance off the tee. Now there's a couple things that, you know, might give you a little bit of uh nerve, you know, nervousness off the tee. You got these two fairway bunkers here. Uh, one is 275 to carry. The other one is 285 to carry. These are on the left here. Uh, you have bottlenecking the fairway a little bit too. It's about 32 yards wide, about 260 off the tee box, and it narrows to about uh, 22 yards, about 290 off the tee. So overall, though, you know it's pretty dead straight. If you are a accurate hitter who can just hit it straight, you can probably hit driver and get up the hill here to maybe about this range around 290, you know, 305 here. Or if you're, you know, Cam Young, you just blast it over everything, shut up, a, set up a shorter approach shot. Um, and then the green, it continues to rise. So it actually goes pretty steeply uphill. The green is probably going to be about 20 feet above, uh, the fairway there too. So all uphill, but again, though, uh, you know, and, and this is to a green, it's about 4,000 square feet in area. It's a little smaller in PG tour standards, but overall though, I mean, if you get in this area right here, 
avoid the bunkers. It's a short approach shot. It's only 384 yards, uh, probably with the uphill um, uh, direction. Basically, it, the hill, the whole place uphill. Uh, you're probably not going to get as much of a rollout as you would on the next hole that we'll talk about. Uh, but still, probably about 100 to 125 yards into this green. Really short approach shot. And if you keep in the fairway, another good opportunity for a birdie. Okay, let's swing over to par th- to uh, the par four, 489 yards, so a long hole. But this is all downhill. And this elevation uh, chart here is pretty dramatic. Let me pull this up right now. There it is. Okay, and let me keep it on focus. Okay, so here's your tee box way back here. 420 feet in elevation. And as soon as you hit it, it goes dramatically downhill and it doesn't stop. It is downhill all the way to the green. That is about 60 feet below the tee box here. So you are getting huge carry uh, distances off this, uh, off this tee shot. Other than trees here, there is nothing else that really dissuades you from hitting driver except for this right here. So around 300 yards off the tee here, it bottlenecks to 11 yards, which if you have really thick rough is probably is their attempt to dissuade somebody from pulling driver. Here's the thing. This area right here is 40 feet below the tee box. So you're getting an extra 13 yards of carry distance. So let's put it in perspective like this. So let's assume next week, you know, it's been pretty warm up here. So the ball is going to fly a little farther. You have firmer fairways and you have basically 13 extra yards of carry distance in your back pocket. If you're a shorter hitter who only carries maybe 287 off the tee, you're automatically set up to be able to basically carry all this right here. And then if you carry this little bottleneck right here, look at all this room that opens up right here. It's 30 yards of fair, which isn't tremendously wide, but that's a lot of room. So anybody who can carry it over this bottleneck right here has a huge edge. Now, the fairway definitely cants pretty severely to uh, the left here. Uh, it's about 465 over here. It's down about eight feet this way. So I would expect probably a lot of tee shots might find itself in the rough down the left here or on the left side of this fairway might get blocked out by the tree. But regardless though, uh, even though this is 489 yards with where the tee box is, there's no incentive not to hit driver at this, at this hole, it's going to play a lot shorter. So, and then once you hit it about, I would probably expect a lot of tee shots probably land in this range right here between about 300 and 330. If you're a longer hitter like Rory, if you hit the fairway, that ball is just going to keep going and you'll have a lot shorter approach shot. But for most of the field though, I would expect probably the proximity range only is probably between 150, 175. Again, though, a lot shorter than probably what you were expecting for a 489 yard hole uh, to agree. It's 4,300 square feet, you know, not all that big. It's uh, got some, it's got a, Interesting bunker complex right here. Basically, kind of looks like an Xbox controller with uh, the two uh, thumbsticks right there. You got a puzzle piece bunker to the left here. Otherwise, though, um, you know, if you're a longer hitter who can carry over all of this stuff, you're at a huge edge here. You can definitely make it as a driver wedge hole. Even if you're a shorter hitter like a Matt Kuchar, 
you should be able to have enough carry distance to at least get over this bottleneck here. And even if you maybe just clip it in this rough with how firm everything is, it's probably going to bounce back into the fairway at that point. So I would say probably about 150, 175 is your proximity range. Again, not all that long considering it's a 489-yard hole. All right, let's swing back over to hole number four. We are going back this way. Let me get rid of the elevation profile. And let's create a new one. All right, there it is. So let's keep our focus. All right, so this is basically, this hole right here is essentially just a longer version of the first hole. You have an LVT box right here, about 462 feet in the air, and you're heading down to a valley again, a pretty wide fair, uh, valley. Again, though, um, you know, the fairway where you're heading to is about... Uh, 30 feet, it's about 30 feet below uh, the tee box here. So you're getting about 10 extra yards of carry. So again, you got to be mindful of that when you're hitting it off the tee. And again, the fairway runs out to 330 and it bottlenecks pretty severely here. So around uh, the 300 yard mark right here, basically goes down to 25 yards. And actually, um, so this actually plays a lot wider for membership play. But if I actually go to the real um, what it was back in October. They shrunk this fairway a little bit. It used to be around here. Now it's only about 30 yards wide. And they actually widened this landing zone over here to about 25 yards. So they made it a little more generous for longer tee shots, but they narrowed this a little bit. But it's not that huge of a difference. So you get the gist of it if you're watching this on the video. So anyways, though, um, you know, so you got to basically hit it in this area right here. Probably about 300, 330. Again, it's very, it's a, almost the exact same tee shot as what they hit on one. Difference is, though, is that you do have a creek here. No one is driving it over the creek here. And you have a much longer pro shot to, again, a pretty severely elevated green again. Uh, this is going to be about 30 feet above the fairway. So, again, you're going to lose about 10 extra yards. So, because this hole is longer, though, <coughs> excuse me, you know, the, the proximity range. Is probably going to be about 150 to 175. However, it's probably going to play a little bit more like 175, 200 because you're going to lose 10 yards of carry distance. You're basically going to have to take one extra club at that point. So that might be the real proximity distance you might want to use is actually 175, 200 because that's actually the club they'll be using on this hole. And then the green, though, it's huge. Uh, it's almost 7,000 square feet in area. Bunkers on all sides, though. Um, but... Regardless, so large landing zone for a longer approach shot up the hill here. Um, you know, I mean, I would expect probably this might be one of the tougher holes on the golf course, considering, you know, you got to account for the elevation change. It is heavily bunkered over here. Um, yeah. All right. Let's swing back over to we're going back the other way now. Close this out. So this is the par uh, four. 463 yards, kind of a serpentine uh, fairway right here. Let me get focused. Sorry. There we go. All right. And then let's get our elevation profile. So this one doesn't have quite the uh, dramatic elevation changes. Some of the other holes I showed you. So you're teeing off at about 453. Uh, here you got a dip basically down to the creek below you. You know, very pretty hole. But the fairway isn't nearly as below you as some of these other holes are. It's still below. You're still going to get about maybe three yards of carry distance uh, extra because it's about 10 feet below you. 
But again, though, very wide corridors, 38 yards wide, about 275, bottleneck next to about 24 yards wide, 330. And, you know, it's serpentine here that you see the mowing lines there. But overall, though, again, real straight. There is no, there's no, nothing here on this hole, especially with no fairway bunkers. And actually, let me make sure that's the case. Yeah, no fairway bunkers at all. No water hazards. Straight ahead of you. You're just hitting driver at this hole. So if you hit the fairway, like if you're Cam Young, Roy McIlroy, and you get through the shoot here, ball's just going to roll and roll and roll. You could be end up like maybe in this area down here, um, way down there. But, you know, for most of the field, though, I would expect even a guy like a Matt Kuchar can still get out there probably about, you know, 315, 320, just with the rollout and a little bit of an, you know, a carry distance boost there. Um, I would expect guys to probably have between 125 and 150 uh, playing to the screen, probably shade towards the longer end of that spectrum, maybe more like 145 or so. But again, 463, and it's not that long of a hole based on how it's laid out. And then this green here, uh, you know, pretty small. It's only about 4,600 square feet in area. You got some bunkers over here uh, guarding it. Uh, I mean, you don't really want to be sure this kind of an awkward area here, but regardless, so pretty short iron into this green, fairly wide landing zone here. You can just hit driver straight away. There's nothing really to dissuade you from doing otherwise. So, all right, now we're going to the par four six hole and we're going back up the hill. This is basically, again, a longer version of um, hole number two, and it's laid out almost exactly the same. So let's get your elevation profile here again. There we go. Okay. Zoom in a bit. Okay. So you're teeing off down here and right around, you know, so the, so this is about 458 feet in elevation. You're teeing off and it goes straight uphill again, very similar to what it was on hole number two. So you get a bit of, of a flat plateau right here. It's about, and I'll, sh I'll, I'll zoom over to here. Um, and, I, and let me get the uh, imagery from last year because they, they did change the mowing lines a little bit. So this area right here, it's about 278 off the tee, about 30 yards wide there. And then it starts going pretty significantly uphill at this point, uh, all the way up to the green. So, you know, if you carry it, like, first of all, so, you know, it's a 22 foot rise from the tee box to about this area right here. So you're going to lose about seven yards. So let's say you carry about 300 off the tee. Um, you know, you're probably only going to carry about 293, which is about this area right here. And then you're not really going to get much roll up because it's just going to go up, 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 up at this point. It's probably going to stay short of the, even, even for the longest hitters, probably short of this line right here. It's about 325. And again, the fairway is about 30 yards wide there. So I would expect probably most of these guys have their proximity shots in this little square right here. Obviously, if you miss the fairway, it's going to be different. But if you hit the fairway, probably this proximity range right here. Um, and then the green, very tiny green. Uh, let me actually get back out of the historical imagery there because it'll show you the, how you know the green better. Yeah. Very tiny green, only about 4,000 square feet in area. It's uh, 514 feet above basically the fairway where you're hitting from down here. So, 
Um, you know, that's a 34 foot rise. You're losing about 11 yards of carry distance. Again, basically another club at that point. Um, you know, you're pro it probably plays between 150 and 175 actual yardage on the scorecard. Probably again, plays a little bit more like, um, 175, 200. So, uh, actually I just realized that I screwed up the last slide. I looked at the wrong box. Hole number five, the proximity is probably 125 to 150, not 150, 175. So, all right. Uh, hole number seven. Again, this is the par five version. We're going right back down the hill, kind of army golf back and forth. It's a par five, uh, 590 yards. This is the par five version of hole number three. Again, let me get rid of this. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Let me go to the elevation profile here. Okay. All right. So your tee shot is about at 508 feet of elevation, and it just goes all the way downhill to... You know, about 300 yards of carry here. It's about 40 feet below you. So that's, you're getting about an extra 14 yards of carry distance. Very similar to what you got at hole number three. At that point, it's going to gradually go downhill, but with how firm these fairways are. And, you know, these landing zones right here at 325, it's 43 yards wide here at 365, which I think a guy like, I mean, Cam Young and Rory probably are going to blow past this line right here. Um, because again, there's nothing in this hole, no fairway bunkers, no dog legs, no anything to prevent you from just pulling driver. So it's really wide off the tee here. Very generous. These guys are going to get a ton of rolls, a uh, ton of rolls, especially with it's downhill. So, you know, and then you're going to have, you know, a, it's a par five, so it's not going to be a wedge in this green, but it's definitely going to shorten up the hole a lot. So even though it's 590, I would expect the proximity range to be only between 225 and 250 to the green. Now, this green is very small, though. It's only, again, about 4,100 square feet. So you got to be really precise with your longer approach shot, but this is going to be very reachable in two for everybody. It looks like there's a couple bailout bunkers down here that you can try and get up and down from. And I don't know if that's an optimal place to be. Uh, but just in general, though, there's nothing really all that difficult to this hole. It is driver. Hit it down the hill. If you stay in the fairway, the ball is going to roll and roll and roll. And you're going to get a very short, for a par five, a short approach shot into the green. All right. Hole number eight. Let's, and we're going back the other way. Now, this is... I don't know if it's an interesting hole, but I think these guys are going to play it, not as, as the architect intended. So this actually reminds me of, I think it's St. George's last year. I think it was hole number 16. It's a shorter version of that where basically dead. This is, this is one of the actually really the only dog legs on the, on the uh, course where you can't see the green. Now, right on front of you here, it's about 206 to the middle of the fairway. Here's the thing, though. So this is par four, 360. And actually, let's zoom in really close to this tee box. Kind of give you a better perspective of what these guys are actually going to be looking at here. Okay. And let's adjust this. Okay. All right. So from the left side of the tee box here, and actually, let's get rid of the elevation profile. Or let's rid of that. Let's go to the new one. There it is. Okay. Stay. Okay. So here you are from the T box right here. 
The green is about 23 feet below you. You can just make out this left bunker right here and this left side of the green. And because you're at an elevation right here, it doesn't take all that much to carry it over these trees right here. And a lot of guys can just hit a fade, just start it, you know, about this tree here, peel it back. I mean, these guys are probably going to end up somewhere in this vicinity right here if they hit a really good tee shot, like either right at the edge of the runout, or if you're Rory, probably bailing out of this bunker. Even so, this is essentially a drivable par four that is basically a chip up to the green here. So your proximity on <laughs> this hole, uh, it's less than 100 yards. Now the green, though, it's very tiny. It's only 3,500 square feet in area. It's very shallow. So that's the defense of this hole. Uh, I don't expect guys to actually drive it onto the green here, but no one is going to actually like lay up in this hole. At this hole, everyone is going to try and hit driver around the corner and basically just chip up. 40, 50, 60 yards up to the green there and get a birdie. Like, again, there's a creek over here, but it takes a giant miss to hit over here. It's, this is going to be a very, I, I think this might be, other than the par fives, I think it's going to be the easiest par four of the golf course by far. There's not really a whole lot of challenge to this play, this thing. All right. Uh, let's move on to hole number nine. This is the first par three that we're going to see on the golf course. Uh, the, and hole number nine, it is 193 yards here. Uh, so this is basically, you know, even though it, so it, the hole goes down and up because you got the creek right here. The green is about on plane with the tee box. You're not really getting any elevation change. They got just for it all. Very standard par three. Again, like pretty, it's pretty though. You got the stream running down here. Very pretty shot. Probably looks a little more intimidating uh, to an amateur than, you know, what the pros might say, might see. But very straightforward par three, 193 yards. Uh, the green is tiny though. It's only about 3,600 square feet. So very tiny target. You got some bunkers here. But just get up there, hit your 190 yard stock shot. And you should be fine. All right, so that's the front nine. I'm going to take a little sip of the drink here. Okay, let's swing around to the back nine. So we're going to get to a pretty, a very pretty area of the golf course. It's a little more secluded from the other uh, areas. So this is another short par four. This is par four, 367 yards. Um, let's pull up the elevation profile here. Okay, so again... I love this. Another elevated tee box to a low-lying area. This one is about 480 feet elevation, and you're hitting down pretty dramatically. Almost about 60 feet below you is the fairway here. Now, let's zoom in because this is where you're gonna be. everyone's going to be. So, really wide landing zone, 38 yards wide here. The fairway runs out about 300. So, again, like even fairway metal or three wood with a 60 foot elevation drop is way too much for this thing. You're probably going to see a lot of guys hit irons probably in this area right here, about maybe 10, 15 yards short where the fairway rolls out. Now it looks like there's a green right over here. I don't know if they're going to actually use it for tournament play. That would be really cool if they did, <laughs> if they basically made this just like, like a really, really short par four, but 
if you overcook it, you go into the creek. Like there's a lot of places where if you go for the green, like you can be in big trouble. I don't think they're actually going to do it. It's probably just going to be boring. Just use this green up here. But again, though, um, you're going to hit it down to this low lying area right here and set up a shot less than 100 yards. You know, to this green right here, no bunkers. Uh, there is looks like a little bit of a backstop back here for anything. Um, it could theoretically somebody try and drive it over the creek. I mean, you definitely could. It's 340. It's well, I don't know if you can. It's 345 carry to a 60 foot drop, which my math would give you an extra 18 yards of carry. So if you're Cam Young, and you carry it probably about on average 320. It's you're cutting it close. And I don't really see the whole a lot of benefit in doing it where you can just hit an iron and just hit a, a flip wedge up to this green. You know, very short approach shot. For everybody else in the field, uh, it's gonna be that. If guy like Cam Young or Rory, maybe they're just not doing well and they just say screw it, maybe we'll try and go for the green. We'll see. All right. Uh, the 11th hole, uh, your second par three on the golf course. This is 208 yards uh, to a pretty large green. It's about 6,000 feet or square feet in area. Uh, this is, again, another downhill tee shot, though. Uh, so where they're teeing off from, it's about 463 feet in elevation. The green is set about 30 feet below the tee box. So you're getting about an extra 10 yards of uh, carry distance. So here's the interesting thing, though, and I, it's it's similar to how I made that adjustment. I think on hole number uh, six, I think, or maybe number five. So even though the actual proximity bucket is going to be 200, 225, this is really more like a 175, 200 yard shot because you're going to take one less club because of the elevation change here. So and guy is usually probably going to want to land it short of the pin, anyways. So the proximity range I'm actually going to use is 175, 200. Spoiler alert, though, uh, because I just went through a litany of holes with a lot of really short approach shots, and we're not done with that. Uh, probably not a range I'm going to focus on a lot this week, so doesn't really matter a whole lot. But again, you know, again, another really pretty uh, tee shot. You know, you got the stream down here. It's very secluded over here. Again, like if I was a member, I just think it would be a very serene place to play golf. So I, 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 you know, I, from a membership perspective, I like the golf course. I just, I think the PGA Tour is, as you probably are getting the hints based on how I'm talking about these holes so far, I hope you're getting the hint that these guys are probably just going to wreck this place. All right. Uh, now we're going to go to a par five. Uh, this is 553 yards, hole number 12. So let me pull up the elevation profile here again. Uh, so I don't think this one has as dramatic of a uh, elevation change off the tee. Yeah, it doesn't. So this we're teeing off at about 446 feet of elevation. And your landing zones, and I, I broke it up into four range, about like four ranges here. So, and let me actually go back in time to make sure. Okay. Yeah, these are the actual uh, widths. Okay. So 270 for your shortest hitters, about 18 yards wide here. You're probably hitting over that. At 305, it's 25 yards in uh, uh, wide in the fairway. 335, 27 yards. But right at 335, 
you start going really uphill. I would be surprised if anybody actually gets it past 335, even with some rollout. Uh, probably everyone's going to be, I would say, you know, kind of cluster between 305 and 335 off the tee in the fairway, which actually makes the proximity pretty easy. So it is a tougher approach shot, though. Let's actually go back and let's kind of get a little better angle here. Okay. So if you're in the zone right here, uh, it's about 25 feet uphill uh, to this green. Um, you know, it's about 5,600 square feet in area. So it's a little, it's fairly generous. Again, though, no fairway bunkers really to contend with, just a lot of rough. If you find yourself out of position, you're probably not making the green if the rough is really thick. But if you're in the fairway here, again, no excuse not to go for the green. Uh, it's probably going to be about 225, 250 yards up the hill here. Not a crazy long uh, par five as far as length. Just it's 550, but um, because it plays uphill, play a little longer. So, all right. Let's swing back around. We are going back the other way. Uh, parallels as well. Hole. This is hole number 13, uh, 424 yards. Pretty short par four. Uh, actually, one of the longer ones, though, on this golf course. I mean, how many under 400 yards have we already talked about this uh, tonight? All right. So, again, a slightly elevated tee box. Uh, it's about 475 up the hill here. Uh, you're hitting to about... Um, area of the fairway is about 465. Uh, so only about 10 yards of drop. You're only getting about three yards actually carry distance. Again, though, no fairway bunkers to speak of. There's one that's 252 right over here. Only in play for the members. It's not going to be in play for any other PGA Tour professionals. So look, unless they actually, and I'm not seeing anything, you know what? Actually, I take that back. They added a bunker right over here. But even so, though, that is less than, you know, this is 300 right here. So it's probably like two, 280, 290 to carry. And if you just blast it over this left bunker right here and just avoid it, it's probably not going to be in play for anybody. So it's about 25 yards wide here, about 300. If you, know, if you carry it 300, it gets a little wider. Here's the thing, though. So if you're Rory McIlroy or Cam Young, if you can really carry it far, you can get a little extra roll because it goes downhill about five feet to this little hollow right here. There's a shot they could end up in this range if they really get a hold of it. It's a big poke, but again, what is dissuading Cam Young or Rory or Sam Burns from hitting driver or anybody from hitting driver in this hole? Nothing. So definitely a longer hitter can get in this range right here and create basically a flip wedge regardless though if i think for the rest of the field as long as you hit the fairway you're gonna get a pretty significant rollout i mean your approach has 100 125 yards at best uh maybe less than 100 if you're a really longer hitter so again another flip wedge um you know the green is uh i think it's about 4800 square feet so again it's small but you know it's got some bunkers here but again it's a wedge into the screen all right, let's get out of this view and let's swing back around to actually we're going this way. This is a uh, the last par three on the golf course. This is only 172 yards. Pretty standard pedestrian par three. I don't really see a ton special with this thing. It does play um, slightly uphill, though. So um, 
So the tee box is about 484 feet in elevation. The green is about 15 feet above it. So basically you got to account for about half a club up here, but shortest par three uh, defended by a couple of fairway bunkers here, some roll off area, some tight roll off areas here. Again, though, um, this green is about 5,200 square feet in area. So, you know, it's about average PG tour standards, pretty pedestrian par three. Um, I, I'm guessing this is going to be where probably the party zone is. I think actually when I looked at the course map, um, I think they called it the hockey rink. And this would actually be perfect for it. There's you know a lot of room basically to put uh, grandstands all the way around the green. So you know what? This actually probably will be a cool hole, a little bit intimidating, but you can kind of see, <coughs> excuse me, and this is similar to like TBC Scottsdale. If you don't have anything around it, it looks just so ordinary. But it's going to be an energetic hole because you're going to have a lot of drunk Canadians drinking their Molsons or Labats yelling at everybody. All right, uh, let's swing back around. So we are going, this is another short par four. Uh, this is only 419 yards in length. Uh, let me get the elevation profile here. Show you what's going on. Uh, again, slightly elevated tee box down to a downhill fairway. Uh, you're about 500 feet in elevation here. And we scroll, we scroll down. So again, this bottleneck is about 290 yards off tee, about 23 yards. But if you can carry it, the fairways get wider and wider as they go. So again, a longer hitter can get a big edge on this hole. As long as they don't hit it in the trees here. If you hit it dead straight, carry it over the bottleneck here. Ball's going to roll and, ball, and your landing zone is a lot wider than if you're a shorter hitter. You might run out of room here. And just gonna and starting actually around 290, it goes consistently downhill about another you know five six feet. So you'll get some more rollout from that too. So a bigger hitter can definitely get it in this range. You know 330 340 easy if they get it out there pretty good. Unless they got a pretty significant headwind. But otherwise, though, even if you didn't, you know, if you hit the fairway and you're a shorter hitter, you can definitely get it out there 315, 320 with the rollout and being downhill. So for everybody on 15, again, another 100, 125 yard approach shot of a wedge into, you know, a, it's, you know, it's about an average size PG tour. It's maybe a little smaller. I don't have it in my notes. I have it in when, um, when we go over the summary, I'll have all the square footage of everything. I don't have my notes here, but again, though, it's a wedge into this green. And again, tell me, I'm going to go back. What is stopping anybody from hitting driver on this hole? You know, you got trees. That's not a big deal. There's no hazards, no bunkers. Everyone for the most part. I mean, a lot of guys can carry this little bottleneck right here. And even so 23 yards, you know, for a PG Tour Pro, that's actually not that small of a lane to operate. So, all right, uh, we're going to swing over to hole number 16. And if you thought all the short par fours were going to end, well, I hate to disappoint you. <laughs> Here's another short par four. This is par four, 398 yards again. And let me make sure that they didn't, did they add any fair? No. There's no fairway bunkers at all down here. Now, it bottlenecks at about 265 is about 30 yards. At about 305, it's 20 yards. But again, like everything is dead straight out in front of you. 
Um, let's look at the, I don't think this one has as dramatic of elevation. Actually, it plays slightly uphill, but even so, though, it's not significant. So it's about 482 on the T box here. Your landing zone is only about six feet above you here, so you lose two yards. Whoop de doo. Um, a dead straight long, basically a straight shot is gonna, you know, I mean, it's a narrow landing area, so you might land the rough, but again, this hole is only 398 yards. Uh, in length to a green that's about 5,300 square feet in area. Again, they, listen, what I'm not accounting for with this is the greens, maybe they're tricked up. Maybe they're really undulated. And that could be definitely true. Like, it, it, like I'm sure there's members. Like, I know Jeff Feinberg is a member of this place. He definitely can speak more of this. But, um, you know, I mean, maybe those that can be a defense. But T to green, though, like, there's not much defense. It's going to be driver. And wedge to have a green this week. <laughs> how many, how many short par fours have I talked about tonight? A lot. <laughs> There's a lot. All right. So that's hole number 16. Uh, number 17, we're going back the other way. And hey, it's actually kind of a longish par four. It's 432. <laughs> uh, a lot of this, this is a really short course. These guys are going to go, they're going to make a lot of birdies. All right. Uh, I'm getting punchy. Let's end this thing. So again, another elevated tee box is about 485 uh, in elevation and about 300. It's about 15 feet below you. Get a nice little fade. Ball's going to run. You know, 26. So actually, uh, so for the members, it plays a lot wider than it was. They definitely shrunk in the landing zones a lot. This is only 26 yards wide, but still though, if you hit a fade, like if you're Rory or something, hit a fade. It's going to go right down the chute here. The greens are running pretty firm. You're going to get uh, benefit of just you know firm fairways and a little bit of downhill roll too. So, um, and the you know the greens off fifty five hundred square feet in area here again guarded by two bunkers. So I would expect for these guys again, you know, there's a fairway bunker here. It's only about two fifty ish to carry. Guys hitting driver. It's going to be 100, 125 yards in this green here. That's all there is really to it. All right. Now we're going to get to 18. This is the last par five. And it's, it's kind of a quirky hole. Uh, I can definitely see why they made this the last hole. It reminds me a lot of... Um, I think the last hole at Hamilton Golf and Country Club in 2019, uh, they had, it was pretty similar to this thing where it had, you know, like a run out of the fairway and then a creek. Actually, that's, yeah, here it is. Kind of got an oddly shaped run out here. And let's get the, yeah, let's get it back modern. Yeah, so you see this area right here. So the creek kind of, it bisects the fairway here. Uh, or bisects the hole here, makes the runout area kind of awkward. And it's only about 250, about it's 270 to the creek, about 260 to the end of the fairway here. It's about 30 yards wide. Uh, and again, though, it is an elevated tee box. So you're about 450 here. This low-lying area is about 20 feet below you. So you're getting about eight extra yards of carry. So here's the thing, though. Can anybody theoretically try and hit it over it? 
And if you're nuts, you probably could. I don't see a big benefit to it. It's about to get to the fairway over here. It's about 340. And it's downhill. You could, but that's a big poke. And yeah, I carry a lot of creek and a lot of rough here. So this is probably going to be a forced layup for everybody. Uh, even for the longest hitters, they're probably going to hit it down about where the fairway ends right here. And then once again, though, the green goes severely, the, the hole runs severely uphill at this point to a nice little amphitheater setting here. It's pretty similar to, again, I, it reminds me a lot of Hamilton Golf and Country Club. That last hole there, they had a nice little uphill amphitheater as well. So, uh, so the, the green, though, is set about... 30 feet above the fairway. So you got to account for about, it's essentially in our extra club. And that's a long approach shot for an uphill shot. So it's about 225 to 250, probably to the middle of the screen, probably to the front of the screen. It's more like 210 or so. And if it's playing firm, you could probably bounce the ball up there. Uh, but it's going to play a lot longer, a little longer than that because you got to account for the extra club at that point. So that's Oakdale Golf and Country Club. Uh, every single hole. I hope that you guys found that pretty beneficial. So let's put a little bow on everything. Uh, let me make sure this is actually sharing. Okay, let's okay, let's stop sharing my Google Earth. Okay, and let's actually, oops, sorry. Let's share my little summary screen at this point. Uh, bear with me at this point. Here we go. Uh, and boom. Okay. All right. So this is a summary of everything that I just talked about here. Um, 7,270 yards, a little different than what the GCSAA has, but that's straight from the RBC Canadian website. Par 72. Lots of really short approach shots. And a summary of right here. I mean, four shots under 100 yards, four shots under from between 100 and 125, only one between 125, 150, but Maybe some of these shots between 150 and 175 for a longer hitter maybe bleeds a little into this category here. Um, you know, you got some, all three of your par fives are going to be between 225, 250. That's what that covers here. Um, you know, you have a shortest par three. It's only 172 yards. That's this one right here. You have another uh, par three. It's 208, but it's going to play more like 195-ish. Uh, and then you got another one that's about 190 there. So not a long golf course, guys. This is going to be a lot of shorter approach shots. Um, it does remind me. So I looked at the proximity charts for past RBC Canadian Opens. Very similar to the proximity chart of a Glen Abbey. Now, I, th I think this golf course is better than Glen Abbey. Um, but as far as the approach shots you're going to be hitting there, very similar. And that's also was a golf course that longer hitters kind of dominated and was able to shorten up. Dustin Johnson won there. Johnny Vegas won twice. Jason Day won there. So I think just overall, um, I mean, if you are a guy who hits a lot of fairways, you know, you should be able to get a lot of rollout. The problem is though, it's, it's not the widest golf course too. So even if you are a little bit offline, you know, you're going to lose some carry distance that you're not going to hit every single fairway. So if you're a shorter hitter, you have a really good driving week and hit a lot of fairways. Yeah, you can contend because you get the ball out. Problem is you can't really do that. Uh, I would expect probably the fair driving accuracy rates of this place, given how they bottleneck some of the fairways and change some of the mowing lines, probably about 
63, 64% maybe, especially how firm it's going to be too. So, but as I showed in this video though, a lot of opportunities for a really long hitter to just pound away with driver without a ton of consequence. And there's also some sh places where they can definitely hit it over some bottlenecks and really shorten it up a lot. And if they do have some pretty thick rough here, um, even though for most of the field, it is shorter approach shots, it is still a little easier for them to gouge with a wedge and hit a very high ball into an elevated green too. A lot of these greens are elevated. I mean, this is basically set up for Rory to win again, or it's set up for Sam Burns to do well again, or, I mean, Terrell Hatton can even put it out there pretty far. He hits a lot of good combination, you know, uh, you know, uh, distance and accuracy too. But I mean, Rory might shoot 25 under 26 under at this place and win. I mean, and, and I think that's just another general prevailing theme of this golf course with all these short approach shots. Like unless these greens are just tricked out. I mean, where, where are like car crashes going to come from? Where are bogeys coming from? I just think this thing might be like, unfortunately, because I think it's a fun golf course for members to play. I think the PJ tour is just going to wreck this place and scoring is going to be comically low cut line of five under maybe. And yeah, I mean, maybe a little higher because this field is pretty weak at the top, but like I could see that top group of guys just really separating from everybody else and put up just ludicrously low scores. Kind of like what happened to the RBC Canadian Open last year. St. George's, I felt like was a harder golf course in this place, but even so you had Rory, I think at 21 under and then like a lot. And then like you had like most of the top guys at the top there, like your Finau's Burns, Fitzpatrick, pretty much every, pretty much every good name did well last year at St. George's other than Cam Smith. Um, and then everybody else was kind of just well back. I can see that playing out again this year. Um, I think it's, I think chalk is probably going to prevail at this place again, unfortunately. Um, maybe the fact that they might be distracted before the U S open, but that didn't really dissuade them last year. Although last year they had a ship on their shoulder because of live. So regardless though, um, I think we could be in for a big birdie fest this year with this place. So, um, that's it. Uh, I'm going to remove this screen. Uh, thank you for, uh, if anyone watched, I appreciate it. If you listened, um, I hope this was helpful. Definitely. I recommend, uh, everybody go to, uh, the YouTube page and watch this video where I can show you the golf course and actually show you the things I talked about. Hopefully if you only had access to the podcast, I was able to describe it adequately enough and kind of convey the message that message that, uh, basically two key points. Not a lot of incentive to keep driver in the bag. And it's going to be a lot of really short approach shots this week. So uh, with that, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please uh, go rate us uh, on uh, either Apple or Spotify. We appreciate the feedback. And with that, uh, I will be back on Monday uh, talking DFS with Matt Gannon. And with that, enjoy the rest of your weekend.